everybody, uh, Kapow Radio Show. It's Monday, October 8. October 8. Sounds like octagon. The octagon spirit. Anyway, hey, here's a little ditty I just want to share with you. That was kind of cool. I uh, just came to my attention the other day while I was studying and doing some reading. And um, let's see if I can put this together real quick. In the book of Enoch, Chapters 89 and 90. Um, in 89, the the vision is given to Enoch about the, the whole world, the whole history of mankind, not just the Jewish people. The Jewish people didn't even exist in the time of Enoch. But um, among uh, God's people, but also Gentiles and the rest of the nation, leaders, fallen angels, watchers, and shepherds. And this may be a term that many of us aren't familiar with. And you remember Jesus says that he was the good shepherd. He was the good shepherd. His sheep know his voice. There's a reason why he used that language. Um, It's Enochian when you talk about the shepherds, that they're shepherds. And when I was reading this and looking at this, it kind of... um, it answers the question among other other answers, but it kind of gives you at least another answer why things are the way they are, why they're so evil right now, and um, why Christianity or biblical Christianity, the saints, true saints, seem to be losing this battle, seem to be overcome, whereas people are not really listening to our message. People aren't really... Uh, delving into repentance and saying, oh man, it's a good thing, you know, I talked to you because, you know, I need to change my ways and repent. And they're really not seeking the spiritual truth of of God. They're seeking spirituality and new age or music or the things the world has to offer. Satan offers a world without judgment, right? There's no future judgment in that. And so they take the easy way out. And so it seems oftentimes like, man, what what are we doing? Why are we, you know, trying to even talk to people? Because just, they just don't listen. And so this, as I ran across this, it kind of explains some things. So let me go back in, in chapter 89 in the book of Enoch. He's showing this vision. He's showing the whole history of mankind. And he's talking about pretty much what's going to happen in in Israel to God's chosen people at this point. And you get to the Babylonian captivity where the the people, the sheep, now they were, the sheep are are God's people. Uh, If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're a sheep, right? He's the shepherd. You're the sheep that hears his voice. It's a common term, common language that God uses to refer to his his real humans, his real, his real followers. And the other people, the other Gentiles or non-believers are referred to all, all, by all kinds of other different animal names and beast names and things like that. And then you have a third class of, of being, and that's your, your angelic beings, your watchers, right? And I'm not just talking about the watchers in Genesis 6 or uh, watchers in Enoch 6 that came and mated with the daughters of men and produce the giants. I'm talking about the ongoing shepherds, the ongoing watchers who are not good, who screw up big time, and they're going to be judged. And it will explain why there's this type of evil at this type of day and why it seems that we 
we have a hard time overcoming it and we can't overcome it as far as the world's concerned. And I believe that this, when I was reading this, this kind of shows you just how close we are because it just, it just makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't know everything about the interpretation of these ancient scriptures, obviously. So I'm going to give you my spitball on it. And uh, there may be other people who see it differently or other little nuances, but I think we're in the ballpark here. So we go to uh, verse 51 in Enoch chapter 89, and he's talking about the sheep that he's seen way in the future. Remember, this was written probably about 5,000 years ago, this uh, work. So way before Israel was a nation, he sees the sheep are erring in their ways and they're leaving the Lord and uh, and how they, they're they slaying the, the prophets, basically those who are called to preach to them, to repent. And uh, they're, they're leaving what they call the Lord of the sheep. They're leaving God and uh, slaughtering and, um, you know, basically uh, rebelling against God. So what God does is he gives the sheep over to the hands of the lions and the tigers. Uh, and we're not going to do a big study here, but that's the Babylonians. That's the uh, Medio Persians. You read Daniel. This ties in really good with Daniel. When you're talking about Daniel, he's talking about uh, Babylon being the lion. You're talking about the leopard of, uh, of, of Greece and you know these other animals. And so God gives them over to the lions and tigers, wolves, hyenas, foxes uh, all the wild beasts and they they begin to tear up the uh the sheep into pieces and remember this is a, a dream vision that enoch seeing so it's there's it's all analogy it's all analogy even though it's there's literal stuff in it it's uh it's a dream so that's why the the humans and the shepherds and stuff are looked at as animals or beasts and so he uh he saw this vision until the uh, sheep forsook their house their temple and uh, they went after strange and rebelled and everything like that. And uh, so God gives them over to these wild beasts to tear them apart. It's, it's judgment, right? It's punishment. And um, and as you read on, when you get to verse 59, this is the first time, after the Babylonian captivity, after the Babylon came and destroyed the temple, all the temple complex and all of Judea and just laid it flat, burned the temple to the ground, totally destroyed Solomon's temple, that house that was built for God. And remember when you read in Ezekiel that the spirit of the spirit of God had already left. And um, Ezekiel saw the spirit of God actually leave the temple. So that's destroyed. And so we see in verse 59 that he calls, God calls 70 shepherds. And you see this for the first time. And at this point forward, there's like a new age that started. You know, the Bible talks about this is the last age or in this age and the age to come, things like that. This was a new age at this point, around 586 BC, when uh, Babylon destroyed all of Israel and destroyed the temple and took them captive for 70 years. So God calls 70 shepherds, and these are not humans. These are not kings of the earth. They're not human shepherds. I know a lot of uh, people have tried to study this and try to figure out you know, well, it's Alexander the Great, and then it's Antichius Epiphanes, and then it's Nero, and then, you know, they, but they're not, they're angelic. And I'll show you that, if, you know, through Daniel, you'll see the angels. When you read in Daniel uh, that Gabriel 
was hindered from answering Daniel's prayer in Daniel 9, and he was hindered by the prince of Persia. And um, it wasn't until Michael came and helped him to overcome the prince of Persia, but he was hindered for a number of days, uh, 20 some odd days, that more than likely that prince of Persia, it's an hydraulic being, so was the, the prince of Grisha, who was to come after him, were the first part of these 70 shepherds that God had called. And so you don't know that just through the biblical text, but you do discover it through the Enochian text and it fleshes these things out. So you gain a little more understanding. And that's one of the reasons why it's a crying shame that that this work was not included in our canonization along with other works. But uh, we miss big pieces of the puzzle here. We also miss big pieces of the puzzle by not understanding history of the intertestamental intertestamental period of the Maccabees and things like that. Uh, There's a lot going on there that uh, as Christians we should know about because it it helps us understand the New Testament. So he calls, God calls 70 shepherds at this point and he casts those sheep to them. So, I mean, he like, he throws the sheep to them that they might pasture them. And God speaks to the shepherds and their companions. See, the shepherds have companions, right? So nowadays we call them the Illuminati. Well, we might call them the um, the globalists or kings of the earth or the shadow government. We call them, we have a lot of different names for them because we don't know who they are. These are shepherds. They're angelic beings. They, they are in fact alien to us. Okay, I'm not saying they're aliens from Alpha Recteri or whatever, <laughs> from Mars. They're alien to us. They're foreign to us in this land. They're angelic. They're spirit beings. <coughs> I'm not saying they don't have bodies or they don't look like us. I, you know, I'm not saying any of that stuff. But they're they're not they're not human. They're um, angelic. It's what you would call a watcher to watch over mankind. But they're not good. But God calls them that they might pasture the the sheep after the Babylonian ca- captivity. And he spake to the shepherds and their companions. And here's what God told him. He goes, let each individual of you pasture the sheep. See, each of these 70 shepherds was going to lead at their appointed time. And then when their appointed time was over, then another shepherd would come and take over. And then so and so and so. So each one would have a time in leadership. And that's why I believe in Daniel 9, you see the the king of Persia or the prince of Persia being the very first shepherd. The second one to come is, is the prince of Grisha that uh, Gabriel, the angel, or I'm sorry, Michael um, uh, was, was contending with. Uh, so they're power, powerful, very powerful uh, shepherds, but God had called them to do this. And then, God tells them henceforward, so from the time of this Babylonian captivity onward, and everything that I shall command you, that ye do ye, uh, do ye, you know, he, God says, do it. And I will deliver them, the sheep, over unto you duly numbered, like there's a, there's a set amount of sheep that I'm going to give you, and I'll tell you which of them are to be destroyed, and them destroy ye. So God has... Uh, it's appointed unto man wants to die, then after that, the judgment. But there are sheep, there are serpent seed, there are tares, there are people that rebel against God and destroy themselves. 
and God knows who they are, okay, because God's not limited by time like we are. He knows. He knows all things. He's omnipotent, omnipresent. He's all powerful. And so he tells them, here's the number of sheep that you can destroy and destroy them. So just like God had sent the Babylonians for destruction on Israel, he sends these, these shepherds. Just like he sent Syria for destruction on Israel before Israel, Israel and Judah had split up. And so in 721 BC, Israel was taken captive, the original Israel by Assyria. These are these are hammers of God, and these these nations are led by angelic beings. But from this point forward, there were 70 assigned, all right, to destroy a certain number. So God says he gave over unto them, those shepherds, those sheep that are numbered. And he called another. Now he calls another angel and he speaks unto that other angel and he tells them, observe and mark everything that the shepherds will do to those sheep for they will destroy more of them than I have commanded them. Now this is important because he's telling this other shepherd, write it down, put it in a book, write it in a scroll, write it down and document everything they do because they are going to not obey me and limit themselves to that destruction I've told them. They're going to go overboard and kill more than I told them to. You get that? This is allowed by God and he knows what they're going to do. He knows that they're going to disobey him and do that. And God tells that other angel that's documenting everything. And that's that's probably that's probably Gabriel, because Gabriel is the is the archangel who's in charge of the watchers. He's over the watchers. So it's probably Gabriel, but he's not mentioned here. And it says, God tells, I'm gonna call him Gabriel. God tells Gabriel that every excess and the destruction which will be wrought through these shepherds record. Namely, how many they destroy according to my command, and how many according to their own caprice record against every individual shepherd all the destruction he affects and read out um he says and um and read out before me by number how many they destroy and how many they deliver over for destruction that i may have this as a testimony against them and know every deed of the shepherds that I may comprehend and see what they do, whether or not they abide by my command, which I have commanded them. So you understand that God has, he's got a book and he's got an angel watching over these shepherds and documenting when they go overboard, they kill more than they're supposed to. And they do evil deeds against the shepherd because then that is what's going to be used against them in the court on the final judgment. Okay. It's a testimony against them. And then God tells that angel or Gabriel, I think that these, these shepherds, these watchers will not know it. They're not going to know they're being watched. And God says, thou shalt not declare it to them nor admonish them. Don't, don't admonish them. Don't, don't tell them not to do it 
but only record against each individual all the destruction, which the shepherds effect each in his time and then lay it all before me. So this is what God is telling the angel to do. So you're following me so far. 586 BC, Israel's taken into captivity. After that captivity, God sets up 70 shepherds or we can call them watchers to rule over mankind, Israel and mankind, because Israel no longer exists after 8070. You as the church do. So these things are still hanging out and they're they're disobeying God and they destroy more than what they're supposed to. And there's book being kept on them. And at the end of the day, that book is what's going to be used against them. It even gets better. And um, so Enoch says that he he had this vision and he, he kept seeing until those shepherds had pastured in their season. And in Enoch says, and they began to slay and destroy more than they were bidden. And they delivered sh- those sheep into the hand of the lions. Those are the Babylonians. And the lions and tigers uh, eat and, dest- and devoured the greater part of those sheep. Then there was wild boars and they uh, eat along with them and they burnt their tower and demolished that house. That's the Babylonian destruction, 586 BC. So that's when God had set up these, these shepherds and <laughs> the first uh, the first ones uh, had already turned them over to the lions and tigers, the, the Babylonians and uh, Medo-Persian uh, nations. And uh, so... Enoch says that he became exceedingly sorrowful over the tower, over the temple of God, because of the house of the sheep was demolished. The temple was gone. And afterwards, I was unable to see if those sheep entered that house. So it was it was gone, the captivity. So next you have, from verse 68 to 71, you have the very first period of the angelic rulers or the shepherds. And it goes from the destruction of Jerusalem to the return from captivity. Okay, so I'm not going to read that to you, but that's that's what that is talking about, and it's in there. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna keep moving. And then in verse 72 through 77, you have the second period of these shepherds. Right, there's 70 shepherds, each you know ruling in their own time frame. So the second period is from the time of Cyrus to that of Alexander the Great, okay? And uh, and, and things aren't, aren't going well. These, these shepherds are destroying more of the sheep, more of Israel than they were allowed to. They went overboard. Uh, in fact, in verse 72, it says, and forthwith I saw how the shepherds pastured for 12 hours. I don't quite know what that means. I'm, I'm not gonna go into all the, the numerology and all that stuff in here. I am not quite sure 12 hours, but that's what Enoch says, or that's what's interpreted as saying. And he says, and behold, three of those sheep turned back and came and entered and began to build up all that had fallen down. Now that's, that's Ezra, Nehemiah, and Joshua. And that could be found in Ezra chapter seven, verses 12 through 26. And that happened around 457 BC. And Enoch had predicted this thousands of years before. And it says that those those three sheep came back and, and tried to rebuild that house, and the wild boars tried to hinder them, and they were not able. You know, you know if you've if you've read Ezra and Nehemiah, you know the story of that. And it says they begin to build, and they they reared up that tower, and it was named the High Tower. And 
They wanted to place the table of it before God, but everything was was polluted. And remember that that uh, the Jews had then intermingled and intermarried with the pagans uh, and the non-Jewish people, the non-called uh, out ones of God that were living around them. They were what they weren't supposed to do, take their sons and daughters as wives and things like that. And that's where you get the Samaritans. That's the history of the Samaritans, by the way, is because they're a mix of Jew and Gentile. All right. So the, the bread's not pure. And it goes on and it says, as touching all this, the eyes of those sheep were blinded so that they saw not. And the eyes of their shepherds likewise. So the angelic watcher watching over them was blinded to the things of God and his purposes. And likewise, the sheep that he, they were under him, that he was guiding were blind also. So throughout history, we have blind sheep. And Enoch says, and they delivered them in large numbers to their shepherds for destruction. And they trampled the sheep with their feet and devoured them. And the Lord of the sheep, that's God, that's Yahweh, remained unmoved till all the sheep were dispersed over the field and mingled with them, the beasts. And that's where you get in Israel and in Nehemiah, you get them uh, intermixed, intermixed. And that's where your Samaritans came from. And that, that these people couldn't enter into the temple. They couldn't serve because they were, they had lost their lineage. And uh, they, the shepherds, did not save them out of the hand of the beast. See, the shepherds didn't save them from these uh, other nations and Gentiles around them. And the one who I think is Gabriel, who wrote the book, he carried it up. He finally says, look it. He carried it up to heaven. He showed it to God. He read it before God, the Lord of the sheep. And he implored God on their account and besought him on their account as he showed him all the doings of the shepherds. He goes, these guys are, are horrible. And they're killing more of these people than they're supposed to. And they're blind and, they're, and the sheep are blind. And he gave testimony before God against all the shepherds. And he took the actual book and laid it down beside him. And he departed. And then what you have, you have a third period from Alexander the Great to the uh, Greco-Syrian domination. That's where you have Antichius, um, Epiphanes the fourth and you know his dad and and, and Tychius's crazy stuff and we move on to chapter 90 in the book of Enoch and Enoch opens up and says that I saw till in that manner 35 shepherds undertook the pasturing of the sheep so by the time we get to you know about 163 BC or something like that 35 of the 70 shepherds had already took to the pasture to the sheep. And each one severally completed their periods as did the first and others received them into their hands after that to pastor them for their period. Each shepherd in his own time. And um, Enoch says that after that, I saw in my vision all the birds of heaven coming, the eagles. Now, who are the, who are the eagles? Um, not the rock band. The eagles. The eagles are Rome. It's Rome. Uh, you remember um, when Christ gave his prophecy about the destruction of Jerusalem and the end times, and and he says, as in the days of Noah, and he says two will be walking, and the flood will come, and one, take one, and one will be left. 
And then the disciples said, but where, you know, where, you know, and he says, where the eagles are gathered, there will, there will be the carcass or the eagles gather with the carcass. Um, this all harkens back to that. Of course, Christ knew the, the, the visions of Enoch because, well, he gave them to him, right? It's biblical stuff. So he sees, Enoch sees in his vision, all the birds of heaven coming, the eagles, the vultures, the kites, the ravens. These are all of, of different nations, and I'm not going to go into that, but um, you could study that and see the different nations. They're, um, you know, the Syrians, also Rome, Edomites, all the enemies of Israel. Uh, the, the Palestinians are the dogs. But uh, the eagles led all the birds. That's what happened. Rome led everybody. Rome led the, led the Syrians. He led the Egyptians. Rome led everybody. It was... Um, Augustus Caesar, who was the first emperor, and uh, they, they, they ruled everything when they came on the scene. And it says, they began to devour those sheep and to pick out their eyes and devour their flesh. And the sheep cried out because their flesh was being devoured by the birds. And then Enoch says, I looked and I lamented over my sleep over that shepherd who passed through the sheep. He's like, man, this guy's not even protecting him. And he saw until all those sheep were devoured by the dogs. That's the Palestinians. And eagles, the uh, Romans and kites. I'm not quite sure if the kites are the Syrians or not. I forget all this stuff. I don't have my notes in front of me. All that's laid out. And they left neither flesh nor skin nor sinew remaining on them. Only their bones stood and they, their bones fell to the ground. Very few sheep are left over. And uh, so Enoch had, uh, he saw this until the till 23 had undertaken the pasturing and completed in their several periods. 58 times, all right? Um, and then there, there's a period, there's a fourth period here that you're going to go from uh, chapter 90, verse 6 through 12, from the uh, Greco-Syrian domination to the Maccabean revolt. And that's what I mean. You know, the intertestamental period, the uh, get you... Uh, uh, the Apocrypha, if you don't have one, get you a, an Apocrypha and read uh, first, second. Uh, there's four Maccabees, but especially the first and second ones. And boy, you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot about Jewish history. You'll understand the, the uh, you know, the Feast of Lights and the Temple. And um, you'll, you'll understand a lot of things. You'll understand why, uh, you know, John the Baptist was a big thing when he came on scene because he was the first prophet to appear in 400 years. <laughs> and who was he pointing to? Our Lord Jesus Christ. It, it's something that we miss uh, by not knowing the history of these things. So if you haven't, um, read read the Mac, the book of Maccabees. It's it's very, very good. And you can see the hand of the Lord in, in that. And so this period, Enoch sees the period of the, the Maccabeans. And he says, uh, behold, lambs were born by those white sheep the ones who kept the, the commandments of God, you see. And uh, they begin to open their eyes in the sea and they begin to cry to the sheep. And they cried to them, but the, these sheep who were blinded did not listen to them. They didn't hearken to them. They were exceedingly deaf, Enoch says, and their eyes were very exceedingly blinded. Exceedingly. They're just, they can't hear or see. And I saw in the vision how the ravens flew upon those lambs and took one of those lambs and dashed the sheep in pieces and devoured it. And... Uh, 
So he goes on, he sees until great horns grow upon those lambs and the ravens cast down their horns. And there's a big battle. And if, if you read that history, there is. And that's what God raised up Judas Maccabees and his um, sons. And these guys, the Maccabees means the hammer. <laughs> so, so that kind of tells you what, what they did. And um, they, they went to war against the most powerful people uh, on the world. And God was with them. And, uh, but even so they kept getting attacked and kept getting attacked, getting attacked, getting attacked. And, uh, and so when Judas Maccabees died, then his, um, I think his, I believe his brother took over and it went on and on and on. They ended up being the Hasmonean sex sect, uh, the Hasmonean sect that you read in the new Testament, you know, Herod, King Herod and all those guys. Um, by, by that time they had gone totally sideways and, uh, went the way of Rome and things like that. Uh, it wasn't like it was when God at first had, had called those people back in the 160s BC and stuff like that. So then you get you get to the uh, the part where there's a last assault of the Gentiles on the Jews, and this is pretty much my premise when I talked about, it, but I had to set this all up to let you know you know the history of it. And so here we are, because all this is history for us, right? But Enoch says, and I saw till the shepherds and eagles and those vultures and kites came and they cried to the ravens and they should break the horn of that ram. They're talking about the Maccabees and blah, blah, blah. And uh, that angel who wrote down the names of the shepherds and carried it to the presence of the Lord of sheep came and helped them and showed them everything and um, came down to, to help them out. And they fought that. So this happened uh, over and over again. And um, so all the eagles and vultures and ravens and kites were gathered together. It sounds like the, the words of Christ, huh? When, he's, when he talks about the end times and they go, well, we're Lord, you know, and two are walking, one's taken and two are at the meal, one's taken, one's left. Where? And he says, where the eagles gather, there will the carcass be. And verse 16 sounds very similar to that. And he says, and all the eagles and vultures and ravens and kites gathered together. They came with them, all the sheep of the field. They all came together and they helped each other to break that horn of the ram. So they're trying to break, um, you know, the things of God still. It uh, never gives up. And Enoch says, and I saw that man, he calls him a man, but it's an angel. It's Gabriel. It's the one who's assigned to, to write the book. He says, and I saw that man because he looks like a dude. He looks like a man. looks like a human, right? And I saw that man who wrote the book according to the command of the Lord till he opened that book concerning the destruction of those 12 last shepherds had wrought and showed that they had destroyed much more than their predecessors before the Lord of the sheep. And this is really my main point. Verse 17 here's my main point. There are 12 shepherds left when you enter into the New Testament period, right? Christ comes on scene. There were still 12 shepherds left until wherever this ends. So whoever's running the show right now was one of the last 12. These last 12 shepherds out of the 70 from the Babylonian captivity, 586 BC, up to this point, these last 12 that have been running the show are far worse than the other ones that were before them. So my point is, when you look around and go, wow, 
things are really bad. I mean, you just look around the world. And, I mean, you can talk about transgenderism and homosexuality, the stuff that just happened in the you know, United States with the Supreme Court justice nomination. I mean, the hate, the vitriol, the, just the craziness. All around you, the witchcraft, and you go, wow, this is really, really bad. It's because the watchers that are over humanity right now are the worst that's ever been. They're worse than all the other ones before them. That says a lot. <laughs> uh, all this technology we have, um, it's, it's killing us. They're killing more of the sheep than God said uh, to kill. And they're killing us with uh, their genetically modified food and their genetically modified water. Uh, they're genetically modified humans, their clones, their uh, their agenda, everything, their diseases. And they're killing uh, more than God has allowed them to kill. They're the bad ones. So verse 17 is really the crux of what I'm trying to say when, the look, when you look around that Gabriel goes up to God. This is in the future here. And he shows them these 12 shepherds had wrought and showed that they destroyed much more than their predecessors before the Lord of sheep. And Enoch continues, it says, and I saw till the Lord of the sheep came unto them and took in his hand, the staff of his wrath. We haven't, we haven't arrived there yet, but we're right on the precipice of this. So we've had these shepherds. Israel has had all these shepherds. They've destroyed more than they can, but the last 12 shepherds <laughs> from the time of Christ on have been the worst. So whoever's running the show right now, or or if it doesn't end real soon, the next guy coming, they're the worst, okay? They're the worst of the worst of, of these watchers. That this is what you call your Illuminati, your shadow government, the hidden, you know, the hidden ones, whatever you want to call them, that's who these are, right? That's who they are. These are, the the book of Enoch calls them shepherds. They're supposed to be pastors. They're, they're watchers is what they are. They're watching over humanity and they're, they're screwing everything up. And, um, and they're being, uh, you know, monitored. And so in the future here, and this is Enoch seeing this, this is the future for us, but Enoch saw this in his vision. And I saw till the Lord of the sheep came unto them and took in his hand the staff of his wrath and he smote the earth and the earth clave asunder. So the earth literally will split uh, in half. Just like Isaiah says, Isaiah 24, the earth is willing and, and rocking and it actually splits into it. it. It splits in half. It says, and all the beasts and all the birds of the heaven fell from among those sheep and were swallowed up in the earth, and it covered them. That's what's going to happen. That, that's, that's the crux of what I'm trying to say. And then in verse 19, it says, And I saw till a great sword, that's always war. Biblically, it's always war. I saw till a great sword was given to the sheep, and the sheep proceeded against all the beasts of the field to slay them. And the beasts and the birds of the heavens fled before the face. I'm not quite sure what that is. Some believe that's Armageddon, you know. Um, I'm not quite sure. It probably is Armageddon, but there is a sword, there's war, and the tide is going to be turned where uh, these demons and these watchers and the kings of the earth come and fight against our Lord. 
and it ain't going to turn out real well for them. All right. Now, this is uh, the last section here of the judgment of the fallen angels, the shepherds, and the apostates. There's three classes here. You got the fallen angels that fell in Genesis 6 and dated, who mated with the daughters of men to create the, uh, the giants, right? Whose disembodied spirits are the demons. You have the shepherds who are the current watchers now screwing everything up. You have the apostates who are the people who are blinded and, uh, and deaf and they follow the watchers and their society and reject the Lord of spirits and they're not true sheep. And so you have these three classes and there's destruction for all three of them. So in verse 20, Enoch chapter 90 says, and I saw till a throne was erected in the pleasant land. Keep that language in mind because we're going to go to Daniel at the end here. And you're going to hear the same language in Daniel. It says, and I saw till a throne was erected in the pleasant land and the Lord of the sheep sat himself thereon. That's God. And the other took the sealed books and opened those books before the Lord of the sheep. So you have God sitting on the throne and you have Gabriel coming up and go, here's, here's every, here's the documentation. Here's the testimony on these guys. And the Lord called those men, the seven first white ones. Those are the archangels. You'll read about them in Enoch, Raphael, Gabriel, Michael, all those guys. And the Lord called those men, the seven first white ones. And he commanded that they should bring before him, God, beginning with the first star, star people, which led the way all the stars whose privy members, that means their private parts, their penises were like those of horses. And they brought them all before him. Why would that be in there? Why would God, why would that be in there? The Lord is commanding those archangels to bring those angels who are in Tartarus, right? Peter says they're, they're bound in Tartarus. Those are the ones that left their first estate, made it with the daughters of men. Why would God say, bring them out of Tartarus, beginning with the first star, Aziel, Right? He calls him a star number one. So when you see the star on your American flag or the star on your baseball cap, a five-pointed star on your, on your state, that's the star. It's Satan. Satan is, that's the guy. That's Aziel. That's, that's your star. That's why there's five-pointed stars everywhere. That's the pentagram. Beginning with the first star, which led the way. Now, why would God say all the stars, all of them? Remember, there's 200 of them that fell to mate with the daughters of men. <laughs> Excuse me. He's, why would he say all the stars who privy members, who their private members, their, uh, their penises, their male genitalia were like those of horses. And they brought them all before them. Why would he say that? Because they're the ones who mated with the daughters of men to produce the Nephilim. And he said to that man, Gabriel, who wrote before him being one of those seven white ones. See, that's why I think it's Gabriel. He's one of the, the seven white ones. He's an archangel. And he said unto him, quote, take those 70 shepherds to whom I delivered the sheep and who taking them on their own authority slew more than I commanded them. And behold, they were all bound and I saw and they all stood before him. So you get that these angels, the, the first watchers who made it with the daughters of men are taken out of Tartarus to be judged. 
at the same time, they say, take the 70 shepherds, those other watchers from the Babylonian captivity up till the time at the end of this age that we're still in, uh, take those 70 shepherds. So whoever's in charge right now is going to be taken. None of them did well. That's why Christ says, I am the good shepherd. I'm the, uh, the shepherd that the sheep, my sheep know my voice and they come, they don't listen to other people. My sheep know my voice and they come when I call them. They're not fooled by phony shepherds. A false shepherd enters uh, through the back door and deceives. Uh, they're hirelings. They're hirelings. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. Jesus laid down his life. He left all the sheep. He would, left, he would leave 99 sheep to go find that one lost one. Only Christ is a good shepherd. So those watchers, those 70 shepherds, those pastors to whom uh, God delivered the sheep, and they slew more than God told them to, they were all bound, and they stood before God. Verse 24, and the judgment was held first over the stars. Those are the ones who um, made it with the daughters of men, and they were judged and found guilty. And they went to the place of condemnation, and they were cast into an abyss full of fire and flaming and full of pillars of fire. What's that? That's a lake of fire. That's right from the book of Revelation. Talks about the angels, Satan and his angels, the false prophet, uh, all are thrown into the lake of fire. And guess who else? And those 70 shepherds were judged and found guilty, and they were cast into the same fiery abyss. So from the time of the Babylonian captivity until today that you hear my voice, we've been under these watchers, these shepherds, and the last 12 are the worst. So we're living under the worst because I can't, I can't imagine we have much more to go. So we're at the very end of the worst watchers. Well, they're going to be thrown in there with the same ones who committed the sin with, with uh, the daughters of men. And I saw at that time how a like abyss, not the same one, but one like it was opened in the midst of the earth full of fire and they brought those blinded sheep. Those are humans. Those are people who are blinded by the watchers in the satanic system who rejects the things of God and and don't do the commands of the Lord of the sheep. They're blinded sheep. And guess what happened to them? And they were all judged. And they were all found guilty. And they too are cast into the fiery abyss and they burn. Enoch says, now this abyss was to the right of that house. And I saw those sheep burning and their bones burning. So they're thrown to the fiery abyss too. It's created for Satan and his angels. And that was never created for humans, but humans who are blind sheep, that's where they're going to go. That's the... That's the end. There's there's no grave. There's no, I'm, hey, I'm just slipping in. I'm okay. You're either blind or you're not blind. You're either hearing or you're not hearing. You're either deaf or you're not. There's just no gray area. You just, you can see or you can't. And this goes on because it talks about the judgment and it talks about the new heaven and the earth and everything. But I, I'm going to stop there because I'm already, you know, 43 minutes into it. Now I'm going to go to Daniel real quick. And you go to Daniel chapter seven. I'm gonna start with verse nine. And um, this this is right after Daniel uh, is interpreting the the dream about the the four kingdoms, right? 
and uh, about the little horn and the blasphemy little horn and the, the mouth uttering great boasts and all this stuff. And in verse nine, Daniel says, I kept looking. Now, what does that language sound like? It sounds like Enoch. And I saw till a great sword or, and I saw till a throne and I saw until, right? It's the same. And Daniel says, I kept looking until thrones were set up. See, Daniel and Enoch were both seers. Yeah, there were were prophets in that sense, but they're seers. There's a difference. Daniel was a seer, not a prophet. He was, he was a seer. Uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, those guys were prophets of God speaking in the behalf of God. These guys saw So Daniel says, I kept looking until thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat. What does that sound like? I just read it to you. Verse 20. And I saw till a throne was erected in the pleasant land and the Lord of the sheep sat himself thereon and the other took the sealed book and opened those books before the Lord of the sheep. Daniel says, I kept looking until thrones were set up and the ancient of days, that's God, the Lord of sheep took his seat. His vesture was white snow and his hair of his head was pure like wool his throne was ablaze with flames its wheels were burning fire a river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him thousands upon thousands were attending him myriads upon myriads were standing before him and the court sat and guess what daniel says next and the books were open and the books were open what did enoch say in verse 20 and the other took the sealed books and opened those books before the Lord of the sheep. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Enoch Enoch wrote this 5,000 years ago. He saw this. Daniel sees it. It's a reiteration of what Enoch saw. Jesus reiterates it. Where, Where the eagles gather, there's where the body will be. You're either blind or you're not. You're either deaf or you're not. That, and that's the issue because you have these watchers who are blind and deaf and they're leading everybody astray. The blind leading the blind. And there's no good watcher. None of them farewell. They're all, they're all judge and punish and thrown into the lake because they do more harm than God allowed them to do. And Daniel says, then I kept looking. Does that sound familiar? I kept looking. Because of the sound of the boastful words of that little horn, right? You know, that little that little antichrist, that little piece of crap, right? And uh, in that boastful thing, that little horn was speaking. And he kept looking until the beast, what happened to him, was slain. And his body was destroyed. And guess where it went? Given to the burning fire. What did I just read you in Enoch? Yeah, the place of condemnation full of fire and flaming, full of pillars of fire. Daniel says, given to the burning fire. And for the rest of the beasts, now these are the other 70, and the rest of the beasts, these other kingdoms, their dominion was taken away, but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. Well, here's why. Because each one served in their separate time. So once they were done, they're not destroyed They just step down, their dominion's taken, and another takes over dominion up until the very last one. Then that last one doesn't have any extension of time because there's no more after him. Then they're judged, thrown like fire. Get it? Daniel says, I kept looking in the night vision. It sounds just like uh, Enoch. 
And I, and I just kept looking until I saw, and I saw until the Lord of the sheep, or I saw that man, I, I saw till the Lord, I saw till a great sword. Daniel says, I kept looking, I saw in the night visions, and behold with the clouds of heaven, one like the son of man, who might that be, was coming, and he came up to the ancient of days, and was presented before him, who might that be? That's our Lord, that's Christ, that's our Messiah, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Bam. Now, if you want to read the interpretation of that, go to Daniel chapter 7 and read from 15 on because then the angel comes and gives Daniel the interpretation of everything I just told you. All right? So that's just a little ditty I wanted to throw out there. <laughs> it's quite a ditty, I know. It's quite a ditty. Um, and like I said, more Enoch is really kind of cool because it talks about the new heaven and new earth and how the earth is folded up and a new one comes and um, judgment happens and it's the whole thing. It's quite, it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. Um, and it goes all the way to the end of time where Enoch says um, that uh, he says, I awoke and saw everything. This is the vision which I saw while I slept and I awoke and blessed the Lord of righteousness, gave him glory. And um, he says he was weeping. He says, when I saw the tears flowed on account of what I had seen for everything shall come and be fulfilled and all the deeds of men in their order were shown to me. So he, he saw everything from the very beginning all the way to the end. So um, if we could get that interpreted, if we get the Holy Spirit to interpret these things for us, we can understand the signs and the, and the seasons that we're in. All right. So I would like to read the rest of it to you, but uh, running out of time. So I would suggest if you're interested in that, get the get the book of Enoch online or whatever and, and read that rest of it. It's very good. Also Daniel. And with that, uh, remember, you know, it's, it's actually, I'm trying to encourage you, you know, why things are so screwed up or uh, I honestly believe we're at the very end here. We probably either have the 12th watcher or very close to the 12th shepherd screwing things up um, with, with their GMO and technology and sex and, uh, transgenderism, the baphomet and all that stuff. And it comes from, you know, Satan himself. But these are these are watchers that are not admonished and they're just running the show until the end of the time. And uh, but books being kept on them. I know it doesn't do us a lot of good right now when we feel like we're being defeated and overcome. But at the end, a uh, great sword will be given to the saints and uh, vengeance will will be exacted from from our God know that they know it they don't like it that's why a lot of these books disappeared from your your bible all right and that's why your bible changes so much because they they're trying to destroy all that stuff keep people blind uh but not you my friends not you stay alert take heed take stock of your own life and your own thoughts question everything uh pray and delve into your scriptures still. Delve into them. Let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you. All right, good night.